Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Project Management Insights. Now what I've done is sat down and thought about the things that I've seen and watched happen when a project is what I would call poorly managed. And I want to frame this in the from the perspective that I'm not judging the project manager and saying you're a bad project manager. What I want to do though is highlight some of the things that might be creating problems for you on your project and that are likely to be stopping or causing problems for you in terms of successful delivery. Because what I notice is that with the things that I'm going to talk about in this episode, if they're not done, then they can create problems and derail your project. So that's why they're things worth bringing up and talking to you about so that you can check them off for yourself and see whether they're things that you are doing and if not, maybe go and rectify that because ultimately that will help you to ensure that you successfully deliver your project. So these seven signs. The first one, no communication across the team. Communicating with your team is very, very important. Why is it important? Well, the only way that you're going to know whether things are being done and being done the way that you want is if you have communication. The only way that you are going to be aware of things happening and being delivered successfully is if there's communication. The thing is, the team needs two-way communication. You need to hear from them and they need to hear from you. It's really important that you celebrate successes, that you explain to them where there are issues or problems that are occurring on the project because ultimately the best thing you can do is have everyone on the same page. Now this concept might be something you've heard of, maybe it's just my language, but what do I mean when I say that? Well, it's about everybody having the same level of understanding about the project, what the project's about, and what's required in order to deliver the project, and therefore how what they do is a part of that. If everyone has that same picture, then you're all working towards the same goal. You're all working towards the same outcome. Whereas if they don't, because there's a lack of communication, then you've got problems because they're going to be doing things that might not be necessary for the project or they're not necessarily doing them in the best way for the project, using too much time, using too many resources, all things that are going to impact on your project, successful project outcome. So be aware that communication across the team is really, really critical. And so if you're not doing it, perhaps it's time to look at how you might change that and what you might do to ensure that there is more communication across the whole team. All right. The second thing, no risks registered 
and monitored. And I've added these two things together because oftentimes what I've found is project managers will begin a project without a risk register. Now, for me, that's a big red flag because what you are doing is setting yourself up to have something occur. A risk is something of and the nature that is going to disrupt delivery, disrupt what it is that you're doing. And so if you don't have those risks written down, captured and understood, and then a mitigation strategy in place, you're not prepared for if they happen. You don't have people on alert. You don't have people understanding that it will be their responsibility to support you to fix or rectify this problem if, as, as it arises. And so the thing that you need to be aware of is that be prepared, being prepared is the best possible thing that you can do for the successful delivery of your project. Now, monitoring these risks is the other thing that people don't take seriously, project managers don't take seriously. And they don't take it seriously because they think the start of the project, they create a bit of a risk register, they throw a few things on it just to keep their sponsor happy, and then they get too busy in the bog down in the day-to-day of managing the project and they don't monitor the risks. Well, what I found is the best part about monitoring my risks is that most of them go away. And so it's a simple thing to do. Once a week, check in and monitor your risks. Set up your risk register, put in your your risks, the mitigation strategy and who's responsible, and then just do a quick check-in. How is this risk looking at the moment? Has the likelihood of it occurring increased in any way or has it decreased? And what's the severity level? What sort of an impact is it going to have if this risk materialises? Pretty simple, really. And someone will be able to answer those questions for you if you're asking the right questions or even if you're asking the questions full stop, there will be someone that can answer that question. So go ahead and register your risks on a risk register and regularly monitor them. Now, Number three on my list is that issues are not tracked. And these are a bit the same from my perspective when I watch project managers with risks. They don't like risks because they think they're a big problem and issues, they just push them under the carpet because they really don't think that they're going to be a problem either. Boom, boom, wrong answer. What I've found is that issues can very quickly turn to risks if they are not monitored. And issue tracking is fairly simple if you have an issues register that is accessible by the team, because that way then the team can be adding issues as they are coming up. So what I used to do was have an issues register on a central space with the access to the team members. The team members would add issues to the issues register during the week. And then when we checked in for our weekly project team meeting, I would then get them to talk to the issue. Sometimes the issue will have been rectified by the time we have our team meeting. Other times it wasn't. And I would be monitoring and looking at them and asking questions about the criticality of the issue, whether it was likely to turn to a risk. So being aware of the sensitive nature of the issue, if, if you know, as I said, it was something that's likely to turn to a risk. All of these things 
help successful delivery. And believe me, I know because I've delivered a very successful project within a very tight time frame. And we are talking about an IT system build, so not a simple project. So track your issues. Put them in an issues register where everyone has access and then raise the issues, bring the issues register to your project team meetings and talk about them so that they can easily be taken off the issues register. You can close the issue once it's been rectified and the ones that are still there, you are going to be able to then more easily manage and you're going to know whether they are things that are going to cause you grief on your project. And believe me, those things materialize. There are things that you are unaware of when you start your project that are going to show up that are and could derail your project if you don't do anything about them. So take the time to track issues. It's valuable. All right. So number four on my list is resources doing their own thing. If you are managing your project and you are not aware of what the resources on your project are doing at any given time, you have a problem. Why do you have a problem? Well, first and foremost, they are costing you money. So you need to think about this in terms of the impact to your budget. The second thing is it will have an impact on your schedule. If you don't know whether they're working and delivering to your time frame and your delivery schedule, you've got problems. So you need to be aware when resources, what resources are doing, and I don't mean micromanaging. What I do mean is having the conversations with them personally, in the team meeting about how are things going, what's happening, talking to other people about what they're noticing around team members and what's happening. You cannot afford to let a resource on your project team be doing their own thing. It is going to create a problem for you and successful delivery of your project. So go and have the conversations. Find out what the issues are with these people, why they are doing their own thing. And if it means that the conflict arises, well, so be it. That's not a bad thing. Go and find out why they are doing their own thing and why they're not working on your project. It could come down to the fact, for instance, that they have been given business as usual tasks that are in conflict with their ability to remain as resources on your project and do what you need within a timely manner. Now, this is a key thing. It's a key thing that you would want to know about. So have the conversations if you notice that resources are doing their own thing and not delivering to your project requirements. That is valuable. All right. Number five, no monitoring against the business case. Now, I know that when you start the project, the business case has generally been written right at the start. And as I said before, you get into the nitty gritty of the day-to-day -day management. And in that case, it just feels like your business case is just a piece of paper or, you know, pieces of paper that you don't really need to look at. Wrong answer. Your business case is the foundation for your project. 
it should have in it your specified budget. It should have in it the benefits for your project. So it is key that you go back on a regular basis. If, for an example, you are managing a 12-month-long project, then every month you would want to be going back to your business case and checking in to see whether you are on track for delivery of the benefits and the desired outcomes that have been specified in your project business case. If you don't, the likelihood of the business being happy with the outcome of the project is going to diminish because if you're not checking that the benefits will be realized through the delivery because your delivery is off track, then you've got a problem. So go and monitor your business case against where your project is at. And if there is anything in any way off track, stop and go and review what's happening on your project. It's the best thing that you can do, both for yourself and for the project team. You will then not be working to deliver the desired outcome. And believe me, I've seen it happen many, many times. Not valuable for you, not valuable for the project team. Very, very frustrating. Okay, sign number six of a poorly managed project no project reporting. And when I talk about project reporting, it might be a simple one-page report. It does not need to be war and peace. It doesn't need to be hundreds of pages. Here, what I love to talk about is exception reporting. What is the exception to things being on track? Are there any exceptions to things being on track? And it's a simple, it could be a simple traffic light report. It could be a simple, you know, headings with a few dot points that you talk to. It does not need to be complicated and you need it in place. This is for the benefit of your project control board, your project sponsor, and your key stakeholders. Now, if you're managing small projects, of course it doesn't need to be anything major. And it's a value in your relationships with your stakeholders, in your relationship with your project sponsor, and in your relationship with your project control board, that you are open and honest and willing to report on where you are at honestly with your project. Don't go hiding things. This is an opportunity to be open and honest and to get the support that you need to bring the project back on track if it's gone off track, as an example. So use the reporting for your benefit. Use the reporting to show that things are going well or show that in, there are certain areas where things aren't going well and talk with those key decision-making people and the people that have access to funds and resources to be able to help you turn things around and get things back on track. So put the reporting into place. It is of real value. Now, so the seventh sign that I came up with was unidentified stakeholders popping up out of the woodwork. This creates enormous problems for a project manager and a project team. Because these stakeholders will generally bring you a problem, an issue or a risk. And 
if you haven't done your work right at the start to identify all of your stakeholders, put them on your AC matrix to understand how you need to be engaging with them and engaging with them on a regular basis, then you are likely to create problems for yourself and for your project. You will have stakeholders that will start finding out about your project and pop up out of the blue with something that's going to create a problem and a change for your project. Now, every time there's a change required for your project, you're going to have to revise your project schedule. You are going to have to revise your project budget and you are going to have to consider whether what they're talking about fits within scope or not or whether you have to do a scope change. So you don't want these people popping up out of the blue and coming to you with problems or issues or things that needed to be have been identified up front at the beginning of your project. So go back and make sure that you have properly identified all of the stakeholders. And in a, a recent uh, webinar that I did, I talked about the end-to-end -end picture of your project deliverable. What you need to understand is the big picture of who is, how many touch points are there? What processes are this, is this going to change or touch? Which are the groups in the business that actually have a stake in the game? And what is the stake, their stake in the game? Is it that they just need to know? Or is there something that we'll, we will do on the project that will impact what they do and therefore they need to be engaged and involved to make sure that we're not creating problems for them or their process is not creating problems for us? So make sure that you have identified your stakeholders really be clear on this and do it at the start of your project. You do not want this happening part way through. It is going to cause problems for you. So take the time to look at these seven things. Is your communication across the team clear and succinct or are you communicating across the team? And if not, how are you going to rectify that? Do you have a risk register in place and are you monitoring your risks? If you don't, and go and put it in place and begin your monitoring. Do you have an issues register and are you tracking your issues? If not, go and put one in place. Do you know of and are you or are you aware of resources doing their own thing? And if that's the case, go and follow up with why that's happening and then rectify that problem in whatever way you need to. Have you and are you monitoring against your business case? Make sure that you have that scheduled into your process uh, your project plan from an administrative perspective to do a check-in once a month if necessary on your business plan to make sure that you are still going to be delivering against the benefits and the scope and original things that were set out in your business plan, in your business case. Do you have reporting in place? Simple, doesn't need to be more than one page. Consider the concept of exception reporting. If you don't, go and put that in place. It doesn't take much to do and it will help with your relationships with your stakeholders and to ensure that you're getting support whenever something is 
likely to be heading off track or creating problems for your project that means that you won't be likely to deliver successfully. And then the last point is, are there any unidentified stakeholders that might show up and create a problem for your project overall? And if that could be the case, go back and revise your stakeholder list and make sure that you have identified them, identified the level of engagement that's needed from the project's perspective, and then again, do that engage with them in the best possible way so that they will let you know if there's something that's going to cause a problem for your project or to ensure that you are engaging with them in a way that means it will not create an issue or a risk for your project. So go and check these out, see how you go against them, put the things in place, and then you will be ensuring that you don't have a poorly managed project. All right, I look forward to talking to you next week for more Project Management Insights. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training.